Hello and welcome to the Incredible Witness podcast. Today's episode is titled, An Unfair Advantage. If you're going to be seen as a credible witness, giving great evidence at court, you have to be very able to answer questions that might well make other people squirm. There's no way around this. It's a skill you're going to have to master. You also have to bear in mind that the people cross-examining you have been trained to ask questions intended to get under your skin, undermine your sense of security and present you or your evidence in a negative light. That's what they're there to do, to devalue or rubbish you or your evidence in any way they can and in the process make their clients' arguments and evidence stand out as better. It's necessary to understand that barristers train regularly and thoroughly in preparation to cross-examine you. It's a key module or component in their training and it is something they practice consistently. Just think about that for a moment. That's what they do over and over and over again. Not just with you, but with each person they they cross-examine. And what's the outcome of practicing something repetitively? Of course, they become really good at it, at what they do, and they use those skills on you. And let's spend some time thinking about what you do as a social worker or as a professional who has been called to give evidence. Social workers practice writing reports and filling in forms. They practice dealing with conflict and managing abuse, blame and criticism directed towards them by all different types of people and professionals. They practice being in meetings, presenting cases, managing risk, visiting families to protect children who often don't want to see them, documenting visits to clients, filling in various forms, writing care plans, statements, and generally dealing with such a wide range of different tasks and responsibilities that they frequently feel overwhelmed. You could say to some extent social workers then become good at sk- or good or skilled at doing things that do not fully benefit them. They become good at managing cases, managing abuse, being subjected to criticism or feeling overwhelmed. These skills do not help you in any way as they result in raising your, your stress levels, increasing your chances of becoming ill, and in no way do they help you to give good evidence at court. And let's look at what you do that's designed to increase your skill when in the witness box. How often, for instance, do you practice giving evidence? Once or twice? Maybe practice each time you, you, give ev- you, you have to give evidence. So maybe it's 10 or 20 or even 50 or more times if you go to court very regularly, which the vast majority of, of social workers don't. But even if you go to court quite regularly, you're highly not unlikely to practice giving your evidence and being cross-examined anywhere near as frequently as barristers practice cross-examining others. This is just the reality, and I'm saying it as it is. You are not on a level playing field. They have a distinct advantage over you, and I want you to consider what that could, could and likely means for you. It could mean you always feel on the defensive. It could and very likely means that you really, if ever, feel confident or have any degree of comfort when sitting in the witness box. You're probably now questioning how on earth it's possible to feel any sense of comfortableness when being cross-examined. Who feels comfortable when given evidence? 
And of course you are right. But this is what I want you to consider. A barrister is totally comfortable whilst, whilst firing questions at you. And if you are going to answer those questions in a convincing, competent manner, you are going to need to develop some ability to, to feel a degree of relaxation whilst giving evidence. It could mean that you worry a lot about giving evidence and feeling not good enough, and that worry could reflect on other areas of your life, where you have worried and stressed about not feeling good enough or worthy enough before. It could impact negatively on your health, because worry and stress has the effect of weakening your immune system. Feeling good about yourself and the work you do is so important, and it undermines your confidence and self-esteem when you feel severely criticised or caught. It makes you question your purpose and usefulness. When your evidence has been trashed and effectively discredited and rejected because you weren't able to provide a robust defence during cross-examination, this can result in you losing your case and children and vulnerable people failing to be safeguarded and protected as a result. I think you can appreciate the necessity of withstanding cross-examination and providing great evidence at court can hardly be overestimated, since it is vital to you and those you work to protect on a number of levels. So if you agree that, that those cross-examining you have an unfair advantage over you when you're in the witness box, the question that follows is, what, if anything, do you intend to do about it? The choice is totally yours. You can choose to do nothing and effectively stick your head in the sand, or you can choose to be proactive. But if you choose to prepare for court, you have to prepare assiduously, and if possible, get help from colleagues or friends concerning how you come across when answering questions. You really cannot practice enough. As with everything in life, if it's important to become really good at it, and I think you know it is, you have to practice it consistently until it becomes an integral part of who you are. You have a really tough job. You almost always be between a rock and a hard place. So you can choose to focus on the disadvantage or you can choose to focus on the one thing that's in your control. Your own thoughts, feelings and attitudes. But you see there are significant differences between barristers and social workers that don't serve social workers at all when given evidence. One of the main differences between barristers and social workers is that the former have a really specific group grasp of what they should be doing or focusing on. They know they have to become great at cross-examination because it is a fundamental or integral part of their role. For social workers though, whilst giving evidence is very important, it is only a very small part of their overall role. The key or essential part of your social work role is managing your caseload. There are so many different tasks involved in just one of your cases that it's really hard not to experience a sense of overload and confusion when managing multiple cases, as social workers do. This is another reason why barristers have an unfair advantage over social workers, because when attempting to balance too many tasks, you are unlikely to do all of them well, and often some tasks will be overlooked. Unfortunately, when dealing with cases in, in care proceedings, you cannot afford to overlook even the smallest of details because it is in the detail of the case that important aspects of evidence are unearthed. You have heard the phrase, the devil is in the detail, 
when it is off when it, it is often not until the full details have been investigated and revealed that you are able to make clear sense of exactly what is going on. Missing out on vital on one vital piece of information can make all the difference between giving mediocre and great evidence. I think it has to be acknowledged that if you if you give people too many tasks to do at the same time, like a rid of them becoming confused and not performing satisfactorily on each task is increased. There is a well-known saying in marketing that confused people do nothing. So if you want people to take action, you have to give people a clear call to action and not confuse them with multiple questions or choices. In my view, there is an argument that social workers, although specialising in certain client groups and areas of social work, are not specialised enough, specialised enough, and as a result do not become skilled enough in some areas of practice. It is, for instance, very rarely the norm that a court social worker just manages court cases. Often, as well as court cases, social workers are involved with children who are subject to child protection plans or child in need plans, and they also deal with, with looked after children, as well as children in the process of being adopted. Given that social workers have so many different responsibilities to attend to, it is not in any way surprising that they often struggle when it, when it comes to giving evidence in connection with their cases. What are the chances of you or anyone else being able to give great evidence at court when experiencing overload and feeling overwhelmed? If social workers and other professionals are going to stand a chance of being able to withstand cross-examination and be viewed as credible witnesses, time and resources need to be made available to them to train and prepare fully for their appearance at court. This issue is far too important to be left to, to chance. Judges are only as good as the evidence placed before them. If incorrect, invalid or misleading evidence is given to the judge, in the absence of other strong, well-argued evidence, to the contrary, judges have little option but to go with what appears to be the strongest case. So it's imperative that you do your job as well as you possibly can. You may be the only person who is able to provide the court with essential information necessary to safeguard a child or client. If you put your evidence across poorly or allow others those cross-examining you to weaken or discount it, then your client could suffer harm as a result. What I'm encouraging you to be aware of is the fact that barristers have this massive advantage over you and that you need to do all that you can to address this imbalance if you're going to get the best result from the, for the child or vulnerable person you're working with. When you give great evidence though, you are not only doing what you need to do to safeguard your client, you're also aug augmenting your reputation. But even more importantly, you're bolstering your self-esteem and resilience, and that is crucial for your health and well-being. If you've read any of my articles or listened to my podcast, you will be aware that I constantly talk about the need to take care of yourself and that giving evidence can and often is traumatising. The best way of reducing the chance of experiencing trauma when giving evidence is to take control of your situation. And you do this by taking control of your emotions and diligently working through your evidence and by practicing answering questions in a controlled, positive way. 
It is vital to take control of your thoughts and emotions, because if you are not in control of them, your emotions are in control of you, and any bastard will swiftly take, take full advantage of the advantage you have provided him or her with. Think about this for a moment. You are going into a war zone where the conflict is not a physical one, but it, but it's definitely an emotional and psychological one. That being the case, can you afford to wade into a battle without being in control of your thoughts and emotions? The battle is one in which you are not in control of the questions asked of you, or the manner in which the questions are posed to you. These are completely determined by the question by the person cross-examining you and the judge. The only things you are in control of is your ability to listen to the questions, your capacity to think through how you intend to answer the questions, the speed with which you respond, and the manner or tone you choose in response to them. For you to be in the control of these four factors, you have to be fully in control of your emotions and thoughts, and this requires a lot of work. You have to know yourself well enough to know how you are likely to respond when under pressure. You have to be aware of the types of things that are likely to push your buttons. In some cases, there are aspects of the case or personalities you, who have the capacity to wind you up, so it is very necessary to be aware of any areas where you feel vulnerable. If there is an aspect of, of a case in which you are lucky or could be, could be singled out for criticism, spend the time to explain your, your actions or inaction. Where you consider you are wrong or where you consider criticism is justified, then state it right away. Accept where you were wrong and be sure to think about how you were wrong. In this circumstance, in, in this circumstance and what you would, could, would do differently on other occasions. Spend time preparing and, th and thinking about how you come across and more importantly, how you want to come across. Doing well at court and giving great evidence is something that is very important to any witness and I hope this episode has given you a lot of food for thought. The question I want to leave you with is this, what do you intend to do about it? <laughs>